Today I'm going to be talking about um, the book Where Death and Glory Meet by Russell Duncan, and it's the story of Colonel Robert Goldshaw and the 54th Massachusetts Infantry, and the story of how Colonel Shaw went on to lead um, one of the most renowned regiments in the Civil War. So Shaw was born to Francis and Sarah Shaw, and they are known as some of the strongest abolitionists of the time. So he grew up around the abolitionist mindset and around his parents and family, friends, and stuff. That was instilled to him at a very young age. He grew up very wealthy and educated, um, and he event- he was always around classrooms and tutors and those kind of settings, and he actually even went to Harvard. But he eventually left before his degree and worked as a merchant for his uncle. Being a merchant didn't really serve him. He didn't really feel fulfilled. So then once he saw... Um, an ad in the newspaper looking for men to join on. He joined on immediately and joined the 7th New York National Guard. Um, One of their missions was to serve and um, defend Washington, D.C. for 30 days. And once he did that, once that was done, most people left and returned to civilian life, but Shaw remained a soldier. Um, He was eventually wounded at Battle of Antietam, and he became completely devoted to his men, and he just saw that they were willing to die for him and he was willing to die for his men. And he just became really attached to them and really attached to the unit. So then the Emancipation Proclamation was um, announced. Lincoln passed the Emancipation Proclamation and African Americans were now um, in the Union Army. He called for black troops to be in the Union Army And while this was a really controversial um, thing at the time, a lot of people didn't want to arm um, African-Americans. They didn't think that it was a good idea. It was very controversial. President Lincoln um, wanted there to be black troops in the Union Army. So then that was how the 54th Brigade was um, erected, I guess. Um, The 54th Brigade was all black men, and Shaw was offered command of it. Um, Originally, Shaw said no. He actually declined the offer because he was just so attached to his current, um, like his current brigade that he was in, he didn't want to leave. But actually, after speaking with his mother in letters, um, after writing back and forth with his mother, his mother just talked about how disappointed she was because um, she knew how important that this brigade was going to be to the war, and he eventually decided, okay, I'll do it. I'll go. And um, he eventually became super attached to the 54th Battalion as well. Um, The men there loved Shaw, and Shaw loved his men, and they were willing to die for each other, which just shows that um, they had, like, the ultimate bond of trust. And he vowed to never neglect his duty. And the book actually opens up with this really cool scene talking about this kind of parade-ish thing marching um it's of the brigade marching through the city on their way to leave to go to fort wagner to fight their that fateful battle and it's just talking about um like all the like looks of admiration on the people's face the cheering everything like that and i think that was a really interesting way to um it's talking about that on the boston common i just think that was a really um, interesting way to open the book because it just 
kind of it's it wasn't um timely sorry i'm kind of stuttering it wasn't that was um taken from like a later point in history obviously it starts the story starts at the beginning of his life but opening with that you just get to see how proud that he was of all of his men and how proud that all the people were out there watching them um go off to battle um so then, July 18th, 1963, the 54th Brigade prepared to storm Fort Wagner. And most officers usually led in the back. Um, they let the men in front of them go first, but Shaw was in the front with his soldiers, standing shoulder to shoulder, ready to fight the battle together. And Fort Wagner was said to be some sort of a fortress, essentially, in that everyone knew that no matter what regiment charged, the casualties were going to be super high, maybe even, like, complete they knew that they were just going to get pretty much obliterated and Shaw still led his men into battle and just shows like so much perseverance and things like that he eventually took shots to the chest and died and it sets an example that this whole battle sets the example that African Americans and white soldiers can serve together and while the battle of Fort Wagner was a failure it still instilled the ability to keep fighting. And um, eight years later, in 1948, President Truman finally declared the desegregation of troops um, and that black and white troops together can serve. So that's the summary of the book. Sorry, that was kind of hard to get all the way out. Um, so talking about how the army values and warrior ethos are illustrated in this book... I think all of them, all the army values and all the warrior ethos are illustrated in this book. When you go on and talk about, I will always place the mission first. I mean, he left his newly, um, Shaw left his newly um, married wife at home and he went to go serve with his men in Fort Wagner, South Carolina, just because he knew how big of a um, battle this was. And I will never accept defeat. Shaw proved to his men that even though you know you're going into battle with, like, pretty much, you know you're going to get shot out, you know you're the ones charging, there's no reason not to try. Like, we are all in this together. We are all on one plane. We are going to do this together. Um, I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Those are just things that... um just due to the trust he had with his soldiers and the soldiers that they trusted him, they all depended on each other, and they all knew that they were in it together. And um, the army values loyalty. Loyalty is a big one. Um, Shaw was so loyal to his troops that he went in head first, and he didn't need to do that being an officer, being a colonel, nonetheless. Um, but he was with his men right on the front lines. Duty, respect, selfless service is a big one. Honor, integrity, personal courage. All these things are really demonstrated by Colonel Shaw just by leading his men into battle and even knowing that it wasn't going to end well, that it was still needed to do. But um, something else I want to talk about is one of the questions is give an example of the time where the individuals... um. Oh, sorry. Give an example when the characters in the book struggled to build a relationship with someone important and how did they eventually overcome that? In the book, it actually states, um, I mean, obviously this was 
back in days of segregation and slavery. But um, chapter 22 talks about racial education. So when he first gets there, when Colonel Shaw first gets there, he is just as ignorant as anybody else. And he um, refers to these people as, you know, racial slurs and things like that. And he talks about, um, he talks about their poor language and mimics, like, um, people making fun of their ankles and how, like, their, um, where is it? Sorry. The, the heels, the heels on them and some of them, uh, that wonderful inline, blah, 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 talking about the heels, just, like, really integrate, um, really just driving home the fact that, like, whites and blacks were so separated, but he eventually goes on to talk about, it's like, he's never been around African Americans before, and being with them, he changed, because he recognized that they're just like everybody else, obviously, we know that, but at the time, that was just a bizarre um, idea to people, and it just says Shaw changed with them through contact. And he, uh, at first, he held himself superior to the blacks and addressed them formally, the way a strict officer behaved around any group of men. But then he began to respect their abilities and become attached and def- to def- and defensive of them. So, I think it shows that he originally went in with biases, of course, and through just being with somebody and being along- alongside them and fighting with them he just really gained a sense of respect for his soldiers which in turn led to his soldiers to respect him even more um and why is this book so relevant to leadership today this just shows that you have no reason not to be a good leader um there are so many different things on why you can't on you why you wouldn't like somebody whether it's um, like their political views or other things like that. But despite all those things that make you different, you all have one goal and the goal should be to work together as best as possible just to achieve the mission. Um, what confluence of diversity, equity, and inclusion are seen within this book? This was the time, this was civil war. This was union against the confederation states and this was essentially it was slavery against non-slavery it was blacks against whites it was a horrible time but through the emancipation proclamation through the 54th um 40 yeah 54th um brigade massachusetts infantry being funded through shaw stepping up and leading these men um this is like one of the first forms we can see of desegregation especially on such a personal level with things like fighting and trusting these people with your lives these are big things that back then I mean even when Shaw was talking about when he first got there he treated them like dirt because that's what he thought they were but after learning with them and working with them and seeing that they were just men doesn't matter what skin color they were that Um, he just began to respect them. And this eventually led to desegregation in the army, or, yeah, desegregation in the military, and set 
and it just became a butterfly effect. More white officers were stepping up to lead black troops for many years to come. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of people, it led to, you know, civil rights movements. Some, histor- some Civil War historians think that it led to the Civil War um, movement. But I don't really know if that'd be so far off because this is really one of the first examples we see of desegregation. So I learned a lot from this book. Um, I can't imagine how hard it was for Shaw to just forget all of his biases. Because although he did grow up with abolitionist parents, he was still in, you know, Civil War America. And he was white and wealthy. So obviously he was still going to have some biases. But I learned a lot from this book. I learned a lot from... And it was really cool because Shaw kept a lot of letters with his mother and father, obviously. He wrote to them and his wife. And this book is heavily heavily um derived from the letters he wrote so we can tell that they're very accurate um accounts which is just i don't know it's just kind of cool i really like this book um yeah i only answered a few questions i don't know if i was really supposed to do anything else um yeah i guess that's all i really have to say great book would recommend